Welcome to my Make Smart Sexy Show. This is your host, Karen Lee. I'm a child of God, a change maker, a fitness and nutrition guru, a wellness coach, a neuroscience geek, a cajonist, and a daughter to a pair of amazing parents. Today is my first episode, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Listen, I want to tell you why I set up this podcast. Simply a soul-stirring mission that is to empower and equip individuals like you to live healthier, longer, and stronger. Most importantly, pain-free. Also, I'm on a mission to share the right kind of information from renowned experts and individuals in areas of positive psychology, brain health, mental health, and well-being with you. I'm super blessed to be surrounded by influencers, teachers, mentors, and changemakers who are renowned in big and small way. Some are renowned internationally, and some are simply your average individual, next-door neighbor, colleague, and friend. Still, the experiences bring such privilege to be on my show to share about their grit and resilience in everyday lives. Today is a very special episode. My dear brother in Christ, Dr. Darren Chua, is with us. Dr. Darren Chua is the CEO of Mindset Transformation Clinic. How are you? Dr. I'm good. Thank you, Karen, for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be the first speaker for this uh, podcast that you're doing. Uh, such a privilege. Thank you so much. So again, just for those um, uh, listeners, uh, I am Dr. Darren Chua. I run a speaking business, I speak on mindset transformation, I prescribe strategies for business leaders and team builders who wants to achieve their breakthroughs, who wants to achieve their goals through my mindset transformation framework together with my solutions, uh, award-winning solutions to help my clients to reach the success that they want to reach. Mm, wow, that's actually very powerful and impactful. Right. So if I may to ask you, who are you? Right, so who is Darren Chua, right? Darren Chua is uh, a, someone who is loved by God. Um, I am someone who sees challenges, not as challenges, I see challenges as opportunities for God to show in me, to show up in me, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself as someone who is willing to look at life and see life as... Um, I see life's challenges uh, rather than facing it as challenges, but look it into as opportunities for me to grow and be who I truly am able to, to be to completely unleash my potential that is within me. Hmm. Okay, so if I were to ask you for three adjectives to describe your current self, what would that be? Strong. Potential releasing. And resilient. Mm, wow. So I've read your story, uh, Dr. Darren, and uh, it's definitely a very powerful story. Thank you. Right? This is the Prisoner of Hope book. I mean, I'm, uh, yes. 
Yes, correct. And then I think before we allow the audience to know more about you, maybe you tell us your story, right? What was um, what was the experience that you had when you were studying medicine, and how did you overcome that experience or that that uh, trauma and turn that into really a positive one? So the five years medical school here in uh, Singapore, uh, NUS. Um, didn't really bother me that much, right? Uh, I, I'm sure Kevin you know me. So, the five years in medical school, um, the twelve years in formal education, uh, secondary school, JC, uh, really didn't really bother me that much. I was um, a relative successful student uh, with good friends, with uh, good results, with a good CCA. Um, I think the challenges that that you were referring to was. Uh, what happened to me post medical school graduation? So yes. I graduated in medical school uh, in year two thousand. I was prepared to be a surgeon, or rather, that was my ambition to be a surgeon. Mm. But to be a surgeon, I would need to go through what is called a housemanship, mm. followed by the MO uh, medical office uh, officer uh, route. Okay. Before I even started my housemanship, so in other words, it's the, it's, it's the time, it's the period between my graduation from medical school and the time when I started my houseman, um, I had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And that was in, that was in uh, April 2000. And that stroke left, left me unable to speak, unable to move my entire body, unable to see my entire right visual field and I was um, completely devastated because I was um, looking forward to be a doctor I was looking forward to finally move away from studies and move on into my uh, what was at that time my ambition to be a doctor to be able to leave an impact to my patients' lives right. by helping them with their um, healing, by helping them with their health. Mm-hmm. And yet I wasn't able to do that, rather I became the patient rather than becoming the healer. Mm-hmm. So I spent a couple of weeks in the, in the hospital, right, just asking myself all these questions like, what, what, what am I going to do? Uh, what is this body going to be like? Because at that point in time, I was really unable to move. Even if I needed to have a bath, to have a shower, I needed a nurse's help. Even if, even if I needed a drink, a glass of water, I needed help. Mm. And this is, con- this is a complete contrast from someone um, who was very successful uh, during my studies, who was a leader during my um, school, school days. Right. So it was very, very different. Yeah, it might have been a, a huge blow mm-hmm. to your self-esteem even, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you, how did you cope mm-hmm. during that period of time? Right. So I remember the turning point, the, the, the pivot, was when I was in the hospital and I was just looking, um, uh, I, was, I, was, I, was in my bed, uh, I was in my hospital bed and I was just thinking to myself, and then the thought just came to my mind, right? Um, rather than focusing on me as a prisoner, trapped within my own body, 
I could always focus on myself being a prisoner of hope. If I was going to be a prisoner anyway, then I would rather be a prisoner of hope rather than focusing on a prisoner who is trapped within my own body. And I think that mindset shift, that mental shift, sort of like helped me to break free and to look at myself at a point in time and to focus on the things that I can still do rather than focusing on the things that I cannot do. Hmm. Wow, and that must have taken quite a huge shift, mm-hmm. right, in terms of your mental well-being, right? right? And uh, was there anybody there to support you in that state, though? Um, I think I had good friends. I had uh, parents. So, yes, um, I think um, community support is definitely very important um, during, during such uh, crises. Okay. And uh, so was that how your book titled Prison of Hope came about? Yes, yes. So the Prison of Hope is a semi-autobiography. So it relates um, the story, a lot of which, which I'm sharing with you now. And also um, the, the, the wisdom that, I've, uh, that, that I have had uh, from this uh, journey as a, as a stroke survivor, uh, as a prisoner of hope uh, over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and you also coined another term, right, which is uh, disability is only in the mind. Yes. Right, how did you tell us more about this? Right, so disability is in the mind, disability is only in the mind rather. Mm. Uh, it's my personal theme. And, and I'm a speaker, and when I do have the ability, uh, have the uh, privilege rather, have the opportunity rather, to be able to speak, to be able to do my workshops, I always remind my 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 my, my clients, my, my listeners, my my audiences that really it is prison. Um, disability is only in the mind. That our disability, whatever that we perceive, ultimately is also in the mind. And that really, um, whatever disability, whatever impairment that we have, mm-hmm. starts off with our mind. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a disability, even if you have an impairment, the way to get out of it is also in the mind. And hence, I, 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 I feel that the term disability is only in the mind. It's, it is powerful because it, that, that this phrase uh, pivots uh, your success or the lack of. Okay. So do you have any tips or strategies that you've been working on to really... Um, get this uh, disability out of your mind like maybe writing a journal a gratitude journal or things like that like how do you how do you work on towards maybe your self care right. or yeah so for me um, in my mindset transformation classes I always speak on uh, these four uh, these four parts these four factors these four points Mm-hmm. that leads to a complete and or, or rather a unified uh, mental model. And I think the first one would have to be, uh, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thoughts that you have. Mm. The second one would be, uh, what are the results that you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. The third one will be, what are the actions that you are willing to take? And the fourth one will be your belief system. So I, I think to have a complete mindset, to have a whole holistic mindset, to have a transformed mindset, 
I believe that um, all of us needs to have these four factors all lined in. Many, many people think that mindset is all about optimism and things mm. like that. Well, I agree that optimism plays a part, but it is not just about optimism. Um, optimism can only bring you so far, but if you do not have a, 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 if you don't, if you don't know the results that you're trying to aim for, if you don't, if you do not know the actions that you are going to take, if you do not believe in what you are believing mm. in, then really all this optimism will just be um, very, very quickly be faded away, and then people get very jaded, and then people think that mindset is not true, but actually mindset is very powerful, but it's only powerful if you follow all these four factors. Hmm. Okay, so last question. What would you say to somebody who is in your current situation? When you say current situation, meaning someone who is having a stroke? Yeah, like somebody who is uh, not just stroke, but somebody who is facing depression, right? right? Or um, in a situation where he or she feels helpless. In the midst of it. Right. So I would think um, that the first part is to see the person uh, what is the state that he is in? Mm. Um, if we're talking about depression, um, if the patient is in a clinical depression, mm. then I would think this is where the doctors would have to come in mm. and help him or her to really get out of that clinical depression state. Right. But once he is clinically depressed, he's out of that, then we, we, then, then, then we can then talk about um, how do I then help him from being socially depressed mm. into someone who is completely empowered mm. and I think ultimately it is about the mindset that I'm talking about mm. it is about really thinking through and believing in who you are um, I am in, in during the workshops that I, that I give I always also talk about the nine keys of success and the nine keys of success always starts off with the character as in who you are as a person and then after that we have to talk about what is your purpose uh, what is your uh, mission in life mm -hmm. and then it follows up all the way to your goal setting uh, what are the action plans and ultimately right, what is the success that we want to see um, everybody's success is so different mm -hmm. but what is the success that you personally want to see and I think once you can map it out, these nine steps, mm. I think then it's very easy for someone to then to follow step by step um, to reach the success and, 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 and the goals that we want to attain. Okay. So who can actually, or rather, what are the requisites you know, to attend your workshops? Tell us about your workshops, prerequisites. Like, does it, does it, uh, you know, is it for a specific individual, right? Or can be anybody and everybody? So the prerequisite, uh, there is no prerequisite. Okay. I think as long as uh, you are willing to uh, receive and are willing to, to learn and you're willing to just grow, hmm. I think any person can, can, can come for the workshop. In fact, the next workshop will be on the 31st of March. 31st of March, and it's a full day workshop. And this workshop is going to be on mental, uh, mental wellness. I think currently right now, um, everybody's talking about mental wellness. Um, how can we, despite the, uh, the, 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 the very, very much um, stresses that we have, mm -hmm. um, the increasing burnout rates that uh, mm. individuals have uh, here mm. in Singapore, 
how can we help to them to have a very um, healthy mental state. So we'll be talking about that during this uh, workshop. Okay. All right. So tell us, how do uh, people get in touch with you? Like your Instagram or your right. Facebook, right. your website? So um, my website is www.drderenshua, that is D-R-D-A-R-E-N-C-H-U-A.com. My WhatsApp is... <laughs> my WhatsApp is... Your phone number. My phone number. Oh, maybe Instagram. Maybe your Instagram. My Instagram is... Dr. Darren Chua? <laughs> My Instagram is Dr. Darren Chua, that's right. D-R-D-R-E-N-C-H-U-A, yes. Perfect, I think that's good enough, right? Your your Instagram and then your Facebook and your website. All right, Dr. Darren Chua, is there anything else that you want to uh, say to the audience? No, just um, stay strong. Uh, Remember that uh, ultimately, um, we are all all in prison Mm. right now here on Earth, right? we can make a decision uh, if we decide to make a, be a prisoner of hope so that we can all be empowered and be fully fulfilled then yes we need to make the decision today right now mm. so i really hope uh, all of you all the best and uh, once again thank you uh, karen for this opportunity you're most welcome all right peeps out there so check out drdarrenchua.com and also his instagram which is drdarrenchua and uh Feel free to get in touch with him. And that's all we have for you today. And continue to make smart sexy. Thank you so much. Thank you.